we have Louisville, Kentucky legend Jordan Amir on the show here tonight. It goes by the name of B. Sim. Welcome to the show, man. Sports Hip Hop with DJ Mad Max, Light 265 IR Radio. How you doing, man? Man, I'm better than somebody, worse than somebody else. That's a fact. Just Bags, available on all platforms. That's the newest single that you've been promoting with Ethica. Yeah, 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 for sure, man. I'll shout out to Ethica, the whole team over there going hard for it. Man, man, how do you look, reflect on your whole journey? Because I did my research on you, and you, you when I, I don't use the term legend lightly, I only use it with certain people when I have a 90s legend on my show, 2000s, whatever. But you've really been working for years. Yeah, 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 man. I started out with, you know, my with my first team, and we kind of like just streamlined, right? Yeah, we started with Streamline, um, went on tour with Wayne, did some tours with Jeezy, um, did a tour with Bow Wow. Yeah. Price um, of Life tour with <laughs> Lloyd was there. Lloyd was there. Yeah, Lloyd was cool as hell, too. Yeah, Kalina, you did one. Was that Switzerland? Yeah, we went over to Switzerland for like 20 days. And that was like one of the most, like, it's probably the best experience of my life, really, um, just to see different cultures and how people, you know, like how they act over there and the prices was high as shit. Like, if you go to, if you go to McDonald's over there, just know you're going to spend like 60 American for like two people. Wow. So yeah, it's more it expensive crazy. than it is here. Oh, uh, way more. Yeah. McDonald's is getting up there, though. I know sometimes when I go there, yeah, it's like... It might, it might be 80 now. Yeah. <laughs> they charge you like 40 cents for ketchup. Um, that's They charge you for ketchup there. Wow. Yeah. The ketchup's a little bigger, but like it was 40 cents for sure. Unbelievable. But you have such a history, as I, I said before. I want to get into your early history all the way to where you're at now with Ethica because this really started when you heard your mom was playing music all around the house. Do you remember what song or what particular album in hip-hop attracted you to the genre in which you really started rapping as soon as you could talk? Probably, like, LL. Mm. LL Cool J had some stuff that, like, really made me, like, pay attention. Tribe Called Quest had some stuff. And, like, Nas, and then finally, like, I got into the whole era, and it was over. It was over from there. Yeah, you, you remind me a lot of Hove and in some of your flows and cadences. I could tell you that you have that inspiration there for sure. But you, even though you're from, because originally you're from West Virginia, right? Yeah, I'm from I'm from Charleston. Charleston, the biggest city in West Virginia, but it's the smallest city though. You know what I mean? Like it's still small. So I moved here like, you know, like probably when I was like ten years old or something, and I've been just rapping Louisville ever since. I could tell. I could tell that you also have that New York influence heavy in your music, which is rare nowadays, and you still have it. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm gonna send you some stuff offline too, so you can check it out. Like some other stuff that I be dropping. But like, I've always been big into bars. Like, I've always been like, I always loved battle rap and always loved lyricism. And then growing up in West Virginia, first it was all East Coast. Then when I moved to Louisville, it was kind of they were more on like the No Limit Cash Money train. So I kind of had to adapt to that too you know what i mean so i kind of got both of those styles in you went on tour with wayne what year did you go on tour with wayne because i know this was in, uh, this is the little wayne era that you were there yeah it was the real era i can't remember what year exactly it was but it was somewhere in like the 08 and 09-ish um, um era but like that's when wayne was like probably three he's dropping classics yeah they say hands down he was probably one of the best rappers alive it still kind of is but um yeah that was that era it was crazy and tell me the story how you got hooked on to that tour. Um, with Streamline, we just they they put a real push behind a, um, a single I did called Rope a Dope. Mm-hmm. That's um, a big one like for a, me. Yeah, it was like a reference to Muhammad Ali. Uh, rest in peace. He's from Louisville, Kentucky, too. So I had to do something for him. And then uh, we hooked up with a few people. They put us on that tour. Um, beginning of the tour, like 
we couldn't go anywhere. They treated us like like little regular people, you know what I mean? Then like probably by show three, we were in there eating Wayne and Bow Wow and all them people's food. You know what I'm saying? Like they mess with us tough. Jim Jones was there too. Yeah, Jim Jones. Um, Fat Joe was on it a few times. Wow. Like different people would hop in the tour. Um, you know, different cities, Rich Boy. It was crazy. That's fine. Did you get to have a convo with Wayne and any potential link-ups for collaborations at all? Man, it, this was, I don't know what Wayne had going on at the time, but it was like some safety stuff. So he okay. was literally on this, on stage, back to the bus, out every time. Every time. And then me, I, I would kind of do my show and leave anyway. I've probably only seen like two shows. Yeah, that was that was the era for Little Wayne. All the mixtapes, the classic albums, and and, and then I, I just feel as though just Drake just took over. That's what really happened. Drake took over, and the music changed. Yeah, it definitely did. It definitely did. And I guess you can credit Wayne for that too. You yeah. Know what I'm <laughs> yeah, you could definitely credit. But you you've been through so many deals. You were also linking up with Dame Dash back in the day. Well, how recent have you have you been in touch with with, with Dame in, in the recent years? Um, not in a while. Um. But Ethica had had been dealing with um, Dame for a second, um, and I was hopefully we were gonna link back up. But it, I, like catching him in LA and catching me here is kind of hard. But yeah, um, Dame actually flew down on, on my ex father in law. He like he had a jet, so we flew Dame down, took him throughout the city, took him to the country, ride four wheelers and everything. Like, yeah, we had some crazy times with Dame. This is when he was with Black Rock when he was trying to get the rock music started. It, it, we actually, um, what's that group? Um, Black Sopranos. Keys. Black Keys, yeah. Man, look at him, man. Yeah, the, the, he better than me. Yeah, the Black <laughs> Keys, he was messing with them. And, like, I got to kick it with them, got to smoke with them. I don't know if they want people to know that. But, yeah, I, I got to really smoke with the Black Keys. That was, like, one of my little checklist things. What's something that you were able to admire and just soak up with being with Dame? Because I know everyone is always either on Jay's side, Dame's side because of the whole beef there. But what's something, because I think that Dame gets a lot of unnecessary hate and he's just the business mind of everything. So what's something that you were able to soak up being with him? Well, I mean, I've seen his work ethic and I've seen like how passionate he was. At the time, he really wasn't trying to deal with hip hop. Um, mm-hmm. But he, you could tell like, and he was actually with, with, the, with Raquel, who he's married with now. She was she was with us too, but I got to see his work ethic. I got to see like his his mindset. It was weird, you know, being a Jay fan and and messing with Dame. So it was kind of like it was it was weird for me. But I mean, I don't know Jay like that. But um, he he gave me a lot of like advice on music, on life. He told me old stories that people don't know from him and Jay and all those type of things. So like it was dope to to kicking around somebody like that. Mm-hmm. With these stories, are these good stories about Jay? I'm not having to get into yeah, the stories, yeah, yeah. but are they good stories? Yeah, he said he didn't say anything, but he was just telling us how he came up. A lot of the stories are starting to come out now, but I'd heard them, you know, a while back. So, yeah. This anthem, too, that you did for Louisville with the basketball team, you were really close with them. You wanted to get some merchandise in. You got the gear going. You're close to Rajon Rondo, too. Yeah, that was my former um, teammate. That was my dog. He's still my dog, too, man. Shout out to Doe. He probably he probably still could be in the league right now too. Honestly. I think he could. He he put the Bulls on his back that year. He went to the Bulls, brought him back to the playoffs. Yeah, he got the Bulls. He got championships with the Celtics, with the Celtics and the Lakers. Come on, man. Yeah. <laughs> you have a connection with that. Donovan Mitchell? No, Donovan's like one of the only players. You know, one of the main players from here that's like big that I didn't really have a relationship with though. Wow. Um, but shout out to Donovan. Shout out to Mister Seventy One. 
You don't want these cards. You already know, baby. Well, you did this year, but next year we straight. We're gonna be back. <laughs> we back next year for sure. What do you think the future is a team? Because you just said that you're gonna be back next year. How do you feel about the future of the team going as far as the recruitment process and everything that you've been a witness to? We got a new football coach that's that was an alumni, so he he's gonna turn that program around and then um Kenny Payne finally gets to bring his new players back in. So we got like I think we got like three or four four stars. Um, it's definitely going to be better than last year. Yeah. Oh, no, I, I think it will. And th this whole tournament, if you've been paying attention with the NCAA, I don't think anyone predicted the Final Four this year. No, sir. I, I've been with San Diego State because they had the Final Four. I mean, the Elite Eight was in Kentucky and Louisville. Mm -hmm. So I got to kick it with a bunch of the San Diego State coaches and shit, and they, they're passionate, man. So <laughs> right now, that's my dog in the fight. I'm going for San Diego State right now. You're going for San Diego? I ain't got no other dog in the fight. I was going for Alabama. This is it. Yeah, you got to have some dog, but you do. But they have a good chance because anything's unexpected this year. This is one of the years you just – everyone's just brackets were broken right away. Oh, yeah, man. I think I, I think I was broke first day. <laughs> <laughs> first day I was out of it. I got my million. Absolutely. So, so walk me through – you know, everything that you're going through, because I've seen a lot of things that you manifested over the years. You, you just want to raise your kids and make your money and be on top of the game. So do you feel as though that this is your time now? You're approaching the top. Do you feel as though things are looking good for you in 2023? You got this deal with Ethica going. How's it feeling? Because you've everything else has been manifested. You're just waiting to get to the top. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think, honestly, I think with, with the changes that Ethica's making, um, I think I think the, the top of the tops is ready to move. I got a song coming out in power on, on Tommy show force that'll be in, I think maybe in the next couple months or so. Congrats on that. Man, I appreciate it. Yeah. We did a dope song, you know, I mean, V, but, um, yeah. And then also I do songwriting too. Um, I got some songs that a couple credits under my belt that I can't really disclose cause it's kind of ghostwriting, but, um, and then as far as I got some singles coming, so we ready. We're going to take over. I could tell that you're ready, but you, I think you're also ready to put this acting thing even further, too. River Runs Red, you had that on Stars. Tay Diggs. Man, that was crazy. That was one of the craziest things, like, to be, I got my first acting job. I'm going toe-to-toe -to -toe with, with Tay Diggs, and it was it was crazy. But I got to see how, like, that man's a professional, bro. Like, he, he had messed up a line. He just looked away, made a face got right back into character and I was just like man I don't know if I'm ready for that yet <laughs> on a different level my man is different uh so so tell me how how you got the part the audition process all that and landing the role good thing is I didn't really have to audition they were kind of looking okay. for some that were that had some people that had names in the city um my guy Marcus Withers he had um ended up like do, getting a hold of being um doing the soundtrack so my song's actually in the movie too Right when the guy or something happens to the kid, I don't want to get a movie away. Um, but he kind of orchestrated that. My man Animal suggested that I should be in the movie and went from there. I was supposed to be a mayor in the movie, which had way more parts, and I was ready for that. But they went ahead and just made me a criminal. Oh, God. But the mayor, <laughs> that would have been interesting, though. It's different. Yeah, yeah. I definitely would have rocked that little role out. But, you know, I got my little 10-year sentence, I guess, a 10-year probation in the movie. So I'm, I should be out soon. What's a movie role you, you would like to pursue that you feel as all would be out of the box? I mean, we mentioned the mayor thing, but what's something that interests you that people may not know about that you like to play in a movie? 
I don't know. I mean, I feel like all comedians, because I got a funny side to me, so I feel like all comedians got to play a cop. So I would like to be like Beverly Hills Cop or like, you know what I mean? Like the Louisville, the Louisville Cop or something, man. Oh, that, that would be funny. Yeah, I, I want to be like a cop in a movie. I just want to, you know, do the typical freeze and you know, all that shit. <laughs> it's always interesting because we hate the police. They're crooked. We know that. But we love all these cop shows. Like To this day, I still can't believe I see when you look at it, he dropped Cop Killer. And he's played a cop yeah. on pretty much everything he's been in. New Jack City, SVU. I think, I don't know. I think cops just like a, it might be an easy role because people make fun of him so much or something. Yeah. I don't know. Like Maybe it's just like an easy role to take on. But yeah, I like to play a little cop, man. Crooked one, maybe. Crooked cop would be hard. A crooked, like Lonzo from Training Day? Yeah, yeah like just a little crooked cop. <laughs> Training Day, too, man. Starring me. Coming well, out. So- speaking of crooked cops, you did an important tribute with Beyonce, with the Beyonce's letter, which was the, the homage and justice for Breonna Taylor. Yeah, a lot of people, I don't know if you, a lot of people don't know that Breonna Taylor was killed here in Louisville, yeah. Kentucky. Um, man, that, that song, like, I think that happened, like, was that around the pandemic? I don't know. It was somewhere around there where I just said, you know what? Like, I don't feel like I can just sit back and be quiet on this. Um, so I just said, forget it. And I just made a song. My man Worf shot a video for it. It's definitely different from anything I've ever done visual, um, visually, but um, it worked. It was dope, man. Um, definitely. It was powerful. Do you feel though there's not a lot of artists? There's a couple, but do you think there should be a lot more artists speaking out than there are? Yeah, I mean, but the good thing about our city, like Bryson has spoke up, Jack Harlow has spoke up. Um, and then, I mean, like, we we definitely, and I was out on the front lines, like, we weren't just talking about it. We were actually standing for it. And, Protesting. Unfortunate, yeah, it was an unfortunate situation. Um, but she's changed some laws since her death, too, that have made the city a little more um, safe for as far as the police to the pedestrian ratio. Mm-hmm. With these artists you mentioned, you know, ESTG, Jack Harlow, do do you remember these guys years ago when they were on their come up? You remember seeing them out? Not so much G, but I know a lot of people that are around G. Um, um, So I I, I, I didn't, G kind of just, I don't know, he just (laughs) came out out of nowhere. (laughs) But Jack, we'd always seen Jack, like people like Jack with those shows, he would Jack used to be in my Twitter asking to do features, and I wanted to do one with him. I just probably like got busy at the time or something like that. My fault, my bad, Jack. Um, but seeing them come up, Bryson was another one that like just kind of exploded out of nowhere. Um, I don't know, man. The city's crazy right now. It is. It's definitely got. It's exploding. Yeah, it's finally like it's finally starting to get the you know the shine like. We had Nappy Roots and then Static Major, rest his soul. Like he passed away. That kind of put us back. Yeah, Lollipop, all the songs from Genuine and Aaliyah. Like he wrote all that stuff. So, like, Louisville's been there. We just haven't got our recognition. And thanks to the guys that have opened the doors up a little more for us. Why do you think it's taken so long for you guys to get your recognition? I think because we're a smaller city, you know, like, when when people think of us, they think of Kentucky. They just think of like horse riding and and, and grass team. And country and basketball. Yeah, but like it's way more too, especially Louisville. I, I really separate Louisville and Lexington from the rest of them. Louisville actually, you know, being the bigger city, um, 
you know, we're just a little behind. And now with the internet and everything, like we can kind of get in front of those people and people know the game more. Um, a lot of the gatekeepers before used to try to keep the game from everybody. They're still doing that. You know, they're still yeah. busy working. Yeah, for sure. They stay on their job. But yeah, they like that. Luckily, like people are figuring it out, you know. Yeah. And it's the era of the independence. So the gatekeepers can work all they want. You still got the people out here that are independent. Yeah, you can get straight to the consumer nowadays. You don't have to wait on radio. You don't have to wait on, uh, you know, somebody, some manager booking you stuff. You can kind of go do your own thing now. So it works out a lot better. Exactly. You've seen everything rise in Louisville, too, as far as the studio starting to be built, because you remember when there was really nothing as far as a music scene. Yeah, like right now, I'm in my man's studio. I don't know if you can see the back. It's sound by Rucker. Sound, okay, yeah. Um, this is the first... It's the first Atmo studio in Kentucky. You know what I mean? So, like, before there were maybe two, three spots and you could barely get in. Now, I mean, there's so many studios here from 400 to, to Sound by Rucker, which is where I record the um, majority of my stuff now. I think so, you yeah, had I your own built-in studio in your house, too, at one point. I was looking I back do. at old videos, yeah. I still do. Like, you know what? These cars was done in my house. Um like a lot of my songs, like I got a new one called um, Feisty. I don't think I did it at home. Don't, don't, let me, don't let me cap you down real quick. Maybe it's half cap, Sun Visor or something. But um, I did a lot, a lot of songs in my own, like just recording myself. Mm -hmm. At what moment would you say throughout your career that you noticed the hard work start to really pay off? Was it when the, 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 the card song started blowing up? What would you say you really, you're like, damn, my hard work is finally paying off after all these years? That car song did a lot because it was my first, like, independent on my own. Me and my guy, Drew, it kind of just, like, came up with a concept, came up with a song, and watched it grow. Like, I had to, it literally, I had to get, a like, a house, like, a business house phone to people to call to come get the shirts because they were selling so fast. Like, I think we did, like, maybe 5K in, I couldn't tell you how long, like, because the, the team kept winning that year, so it just made it easier and easier for us. So yeah, that was one moment. And then probably the Ethica deal was like another um, big staple in, in in my career too. Tell me how the Ethica deal formed, because I know we already know you're signed there. So how did that deal officially come about for you? And what made it right? Because you've been in other deals before. What made this one right? Um, the, the one thing was um, my man Ray Love had sent me like this random email. It was like, fill this shit out. Ethica's flying people out, you know, I think I flew out like around Easter, like the weekend, like Friday or Saturday or whatever. I'm like, all right, I'll be back to, you know, I'll be back by Easter. You know what I mean? Ended up coming there and doing just bags. Actually, that was my, they were like, do one song. We're going to provide the beat. You got XO, X amount of time to do it. I came up with just bags. Um, after that, I was planning to leave and they said, nah, you staying here for a couple of days. We're going to sign you. So I'm the fastest. Um, signed artists at Ethica. It took a day and a half. Um, and they came with the right amount of, you know, chicken. And they had a um, a vision. So I felt like it, it was right. And I'd already liked the, um, the apparel anyway. So it kind of made sense. It made sense. And you're building from there. You already got the, the logo on your hat, too. Oh, yeah, you stay with Ethica. Like, I got... I got a lot of people that didn't know about the brand, especially in this city, um, wearing it. I got my own pair too. 
I got to send you some, matter of fact. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Send me where I need to send them. Yeah, we're going to set that up for sure, man. I'll, I'll represent and, and help spread the word, especially that you're on my show, man, and just everything that you've done. I appreciate your story. Man, I appreciate you, bro. You you already know, man. But what's some important advice you can give? Because it's always important for any creative in any field, especially artists, when they start really touching that money. Because usually as soon as they get that money from their from their deals or any shows or they're blowing it on designer clothes to impress on the gram, spending it on the car. What would you advise? When should artists really start spending money on things like that? Um, I say marketing, definitely. I mean, if you if you're fortunate enough to you know be able to record, you want to spend money on recording because without that, nothing else works. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I say, you know, if you got enough, it's, it's okay to to help. You know, look, make yourself feel a little better, but don't blow it all, man. Like, make sure you you put something away. Make sure you invest. Make sure you you know, got good people around you. Um, you know, don't let people that that they could pay their LG E before we caught LG E here. They could pay their electric last month, but now this month they can't because they know you could take care of it for them. So we kind of got to. I put people in position to make money, not just throw the money in them. That's important. I know you're you're big on with the labels and everything. You, you spoke about it before. Cause I think you were working on your own label at one time a few years ago and thought and thinking about signing artists, but you didn't like the idea of signing an artist. Cause it's like you own them. Yeah. I don't really like the, you know, like when people say that's my artist, you know, what yeah. I mean? I, it's kind of cringy sometimes because it almost seems like you own them. Like, you know what I mean? I don't, I don't really like that. I'd rather somebody go flourish on their own and be their own boss. That's why my, my label at the time was called own boss empire. So I want everybody to, you know, be their own bosses. What do you think has really kept you in, in Louisville all these years? Because a lot of artists, sometimes if things aren't working out right away, they relocate. What's kept you in Louisville for these years? And have did you ever think about relocating? I've always did. Like at one point um, early in my career, I was on probation, so I really couldn't leave. Um, another one is I, I just love the city also. Like, you know what I mean? Like it's just, a, it's a, it's a, the cost of living is not that bad. Um, I got a lot of friends, a few family members here. Um, I, I know I can get stuff done a lot faster because I, you know, I'm connected to everybody here. So that's one reason. Um, then my child kind of stopped me, um, you know, up until my child's mother passed away. My condolences. Yeah, man, that was crazy. That's a different situation, but like, you know. Rest our soul. I won't speak bad about it, but we had our issues. But I've I've had my daughter full time, so like that kind of that kind of stopped me because now she's got friends and she's got stuff she's familiar with too. So, it's one reason. Because Cali's high as hell. I don't care what they tell you. Cali is a very expensive city from top to bottom. Oh yeah, an apartment out there is like three grand a month. <laughs> yeah, and you won't have nothing to show for it but a kitchen. A room, <laughs> yeah, just a small little room, like a college dorm room. Yeah, basically, that's what you're paying out there. So yeah, that that's kept me from there for sure. Yeah, New York is expensive too, but in LA oh, yeah. is through the roof. Yeah, New York, New York's just hard to navigate for me. Yeah, there's, there's too many up. people. I mean, because I went to school there. I live in Connecticut, so yeah, New York is it's tough to navigate through what you said before. Yeah, New York is just. I don't know, man. You got to catch a train to a taxi to an Uber. I'm not... That adds up. The Uber rides add up. They're going up oh, now. 
For sure. So <laughs> I'd just rather just, you know, give me a car and, and move. I can get anywhere in like 20 minutes, 25 minutes tops. Exactly. Cool with that. Cool with that. How was your South by Southwest performance? Man, that was cool. It went good, man. Um, shout out to Paperboy Casino. I know shout you had him. him. I had him on last uh, week. Yeah, I've been knowing him before Advocate, so like, you know, that's all love there. He he um it was really there to support him for the most part. Um, because he had his thing going. So when I got on stage, I just do me, man. So I loved it. South by Southwest was that was my first time in South by Southwest. So like I definitely would go back. I definitely understand the the dynamics of it now. Um just from sitting back peeping it. Um so it was cool. Simmy used to go by Sim City. You still you got that on your Instagram still. B Sim. What, what did you feel as though was at, at the time because you still go by B Sim now? What was the perfect marketing, the one that worked the most? When did you realize that B Sim worked for you? Because the name is everything to an artist, in my opinion. Man, I don't know. Like even when I was like, I started battling in high school, and I don't know how the name came. People used to call me like B Simeons, and it was just hope because my my last name Simmon. So like. Finally, I just said, you know, I started throwing parties and stuff, and I was like, I just got to have a name, man. I'm just going to go by, by, by B or B Sim and bow. I just start working. And it works. But Sim City was the name of my first mixtape. Um, That's when you really play. pressed up with the cover and everything. Yeah, man. I was like, well, crazy stories before that, I had done like five songs. Somebody broke into our car, stole them, and gave the, but still gave out this, the, the, the music. Wow. So, and so it got me a name off of stolen merchandise. You know what I mean? And, and I started throwing parties and people started knowing my name. And it went from there. Went from there. But you had your first rap group in third grade. Yeah, man. True rappers, man. We was bad. I think we, we were bad English at first. And then we, I somehow realized bad English was already a group. So we went by True Rappers. Uh, me and my homie Marcus, my homie Josh. I'm still homies with them to this day. Oh, that's fire. That was going to be my follow-up. You're still cool with them. That's good. I, Still my dogs. Fire. Do you think you guys will release some new material or they're not into the music scene? They ain't on that, man. They're not on Marcus, that. Marcus probably more than Josh, but nah, they ain't on that, man. They gave it up. I was like the little treasurer too, man. I would keep all the money that we would collect. You know, that was gonna be all like travel money and all that. Probably spent it um eventually on you know, some trading cards or something. <laughs> <laughs> What are your major aspirations now that you, you've come this far, as far as 2023 goes? What are the next major aspirations for you? Because I know you're always working on music. We know that already. you always got the material popping out, especially off the sound waves. But what do you? What else are you looking for as far as the aspirations? Definitely a push, man. I want to see my numbers go up. Um, I definitely want to tour because performing is probably my favorite part of, of music other than creating it. Um, just performing it. So I definitely want to do those. I definitely want to get some more placements as far as my, my music, as far as my writing. Because so I've been working real close with my guy, um, my guy Steve, Stephen Kirk. He wrote um, Butter, him and Jenna Andrews. So we've been working on a bunch of records to you know shop to people or, or put out myself. So yeah, those those are pre pretty much where I'm at. I want to get to the bag though, for sure. Yeah, just bags. Just bags, baby. <laughs> <laughs> you got that right, man. And it was such a breath of fresh air going to re revisit your music and listen to it because it brought me back to a time where 
it sounded like that era, the 2008, 2009, 2010s. It, that was my era growing up. I mean, me, I grew up on Nelly, 50 Cent, Eminem, the Jay-Z, like early 2000 to 2005. But my real era when I was coming into my own, it was that 2010s era with the Lil Waynes and Drakes. And it listening to your music just brought me back. You were, your music was able to capitalize on that sound period. And it brought me back like, this sounds like something from the 2010s. Man, appreciate it. I try to do it all. Like I even got a record that me and my guy Sears did that's like from the nineties, you know what I mean? Got that like late eighties, early nineties rap feel. Um hopefully with eighties, are we talking like Juice Crew, Big Daddy Kane, or is it like LL Cool J eighties? Or or Kumo maybe like, D maybe like maybe like the Kumo D run DMC. Oh, that's fire. LL eighty. I I'll send you that record too. I oh yeah, go. you gotta send me that. That's rare. Yeah, I'll send you a couple things. The 90s, hip hop's timeless. I know that I can be real critique uh, on the newer sound that's out here because I just feel as though that the trap, it just completely took over. I mean, in New York, it's all drill now. Yeah, that's crazy. It's all drill. I, 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 you can have a couple drill artists. I get it. But New York, you know what New York is. It's like Jay-Z. That's how New York is supposed to sound. The drill, it it just took over, monopolized the game. I can listen to a couple of drills. I can't listen to an album full of drills. Yeah, no, it's it's crazy. Yeah, but like, shout out to the people that do it though, because it's it's a different art form though. You know yeah, absolutely. I mean? Music's crazy right now. Like, it just kind of goes where it wants. Yeah, no, it does. It's. I don't know. I was thinking about rock music the other day because hip hop is the new rock and roll, and rock music just disappeared. It did. <laughs> it went away. I don't know where you go to. I don't even know where you go to listen to rock music. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even know where you go to listen to it at. But shout out to the rock people, man. You know, yeah, shout out to them. We we, we used to, when we got that Jay Z Linkin Park collab, and when Limp Limp Biscuit was messing with the rap artists and all these rock rap collabos, that's not even. Where'd that go? You know, <laughs> I don't even know, man. I know my my man Ruck that owns this. He's a big Limp Biscuit fan, so I'm at oh, he, he, oh, he's a he's a big Limp Biscuit fan. Yeah, oh, yeah, he's he's into that. Era. That's probably when he, you know, that was his that was his uh that was his style right there. So. New metal with Fred Durst and all that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, that that's a timeless era. I know they get a lot of hate. People don't like them. I really don't understand that, but I mean, I, I see it all sure. the time. I mean, people are kind of sampling their styles now, too. You know, like, even with hip-hop, they'll take some hops and styles from them type of people, too. Even your good Charlottes and, all, you know, all those type of people. So, you got to pay homage when it's good, eventually. Yeah. Might not be that year, but it might be 10 years from now. People pay homage to Yeah. Who's someone you think is that you've noticed that's paying homage to you? Could be in the city, yeah. especially. Um... One of my favorite artists from the city right now is a, is a guy named One Take Timmy. Um, he kind of grew up listening to me, and then now he's like the bar king. Uh, bar king. Yeah, I like that. Um, he's like the bar king right now. Man. So, like, he definitely um, shows a lot of love. Even Jack, he shows a lot of love when he sees me. Um, I think who else? And then I used to, to kind of run a studio downtown. So, like, there's, a little, there's like, Susie Tyana. Like, I used to always be around these young kids like you know kind of helping them and then you know they they see me so like yeah i get a lot of love from the young 
That's fire, man. You know, you're a staple where you're from in Louisville. You're a staple out there. You're a figurehead for sure. You've already gone down in history. You're just going to keep building up them accolades. and That's coming, man. Man, I appreciate it, dog. Yeah, you already know. B-Sim, is there anything else you want to let the audience know before we close out here? Upcoming record that you want to announce, that you can announce, an EP, album, whatever. What other else do you have on the way as far as music um, before I, we close I, out? I got a song out that I'm, I'm about to put out next. It's for the girls. It's called Feisty. Um, I got a little snippet of it on my Instagram. Um, and then uh, I got a song called Bounce Back King. I'm trying to figure out if we're going to make that an EP or just keep dropping singles. I, I, got enough to, I got enough songs to drop for the next two years if I wanted <laughs> Yeah, he he's locked in. I can tell. Yeah. <laughs> like seriously, I can drop a song a day for the next two years. Wow. That's good though. That means you're prepared. Gotta be. Stay ready. You don't gotta get ready. It, exactly. You already know, man. B Sim, I appreciate you coming on the show. Shout out to El Nice and everyone at Ethica for connecting El us. El Nice, I just met him in South by Southwest, man. That's a cool cat. That's the that's the guy right there. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Shout out El, man. I appreciate him. Appreciate you for having me, man. You already know, man. We're locked in. Anytime you want to come on the show, you're always welcome. Keep doing great things out there. And yeah, staying man. true to yourself. That's important. I like that you like the bars and you put on for that. I appreciate it. Don't tell me that. I'll, I'll call your ass tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. B-Sim, t- take it easy, man, and we'll talk soon. All right. I appreciate it, bro. All right, man. Peace out. All right.